Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to share our podcast has been nominated in Boise Weekly's annual Best of Boise contest. And while it's an honor to be nominated, I have to admit it would be even more fun to win. If we've helped you connect to the city you love, go to the link in the show notes to vote for us by May 23rd. Thanks, Boise. CityCast Boise. It's always a good day when George Prentice joins us, and even better when that day is Friday. We're wading through the week's news, talking Oscar picks, Boise PD wanting more cops, a billboard promoting abortion pills getting the boot, and why does daylight saving suck so much? It's Friday, March 10th, I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hi, George. Hi, Emma. How are you? Good. Welcome back. It's so good to see you. We've missed you. Thank you so much. I love spending time with you. Same. Um, before we get into news, let's do what we love to do more than anything. Uh, let's talk movies. Let's talk about the Oscars. Oh, my gosh. This Sunday. Yep. What are you excited to see nominated this year? I love, I think you know this, I love the film Women Talking. Um, it is up for Best Picture and Best Adapted Screenplay. That said, I still don't think it's a film that got the love and appreciation it probably deserved. Um, that said, 10 nominees for Best Picture, and yeah. a couple of them are big budget films, uh, you know, the Top Gun Maverick and the Avatar sequel. So at least this year, some people have actually seen some of these nominees. Yeah. I was excited. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Just tons of categories all over the place. Definitely going to win a bunch. I was really excited to see it get the love I feel like it deserves. Best uh, actress, Michelle Yeoh. Super excited mm -hmm. for her. I feel like she probably should win that. Who are you thinking for best actor? What are you feeling? I have a I have a weird choice. Well, I think right now, for some reason, Austin Butler for Elvis seems to be getting a lot of positive press. And he won Best Actor at the BAFTAs in England, which I thought was very interesting. Up until now, I would have said Brandon Gleason. Now, he did win the Screen Actors Guild Award. And keep in mind that the Screen Actors Guild is the largest guild membership in the Motion Picture Academy. So th there's something to be said. I think it's between Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser. I think Colin Farrell, uh, without exception. Okay. I do. I think it's the best performance he's given. Uh, the more I've, I've watched Banshees of Inisherin a few times now, I love it each time a little bit more. And I think the sweetness of his performance is is the the moral core of that film, which is such an odd story, such a very specific but odd story about friendship and about what matters and and a lovable donkey. Um, and uh, <laughs> so so I would give it to Colin Farrell because I never would have expected a performance that great from him. Yeah, I loved his performance, and I would have thought that I would pick him. But then last night I watched Elvis because I felt like I needed to prepare for this, but also because I saw it had so many nominations and I was like, what? Really? Yeah. And I'm not saying I loved the movie, 
but you really do have to give it up to mm-hmm, Austin Butler mm-hmm. because to portray Elvis and to actually like pretty much nail it, you know, like yep. never felt like, oh, he's trying to be Elvis. Like he nails every bit of that performance. So I'm surprising myself by think- saying I think he should win for Elvis. I wasn't crazy about the movie in entirely. Um, it had a lot of issues. In fact, let's talk about what were you surprised to see nominated? And I'm going to start because Elvis is nominated for Best Editing, which is wild to me because that is the most like frenetic, like strangely edited movie I've ever seen, like such so bizarrely edited. So I was surprised to see that. What about you? Um, I was surprised that Avatar actually was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. I think that film's a bit of a mess. And um, if it wasn't as long as it is, it would probably be even more of a mess. Um, I, I really don't think that there's a point to the film. That said, it employed a lot of people. So I'm guessing enough people in the Academy actually worked on that film uh, to <laughs> nominate it. I think James Cameron is is a gas bag. And, uh, you know, most of the projects he works on are you know, like, just give me a break. Just give me a break. So... Not a fan. I was really, really disappointed um, that Viola Davis was not nominated for Best Actress for Woman King. I thought yeah. she was robbed. Um, and uh, so those are those are my big disappointments. Do you think people are going to watch the Oscars this year? Um, you know, obviously a lot of people will watch. It's always a matter of comparing it to previous years. Um, so there's a there's a few things I think going for the Oscars this year. Number one, that Top Gun Maverick is nominated. I think it matters uh, that a film that a lot of people went to see and that Tom Cruise will be there, et cetera, he's not up for best picture. I think that matters. I think it helps when there's a host that's well known. I think Jimmy Kimmel is a pretty good host. That said, it's pretty stale, right? It uh, the show desperately needs a workover. This is a television show, and I, you know the Motion Picture Academy needs to get their head out of their butt. It is a variety show. It's a television show. It is a commercial for their industry. Why would it not want to be a really good, funny, entertaining show? Uh, but they insist on all these categories be on screen, and they also insist on putting actors up as presenters who really sometimes act as if they don't want to be there. Get yeah. really, really good, talented people. When you pair up Will Ferrell and Jack Black, it's magic. When you've got Steve Carell and Kristen Wiig together on screen, it's great. Why wouldn't you do that with every category? Yeah, that's a good point. They they don't go out of their way to make it super watchable, for sure. Well, real quick, who is your pick for Best Picture? Who are you rooting for? Well, I would pick uh, Banshees of Inner Sharon. I think that's a dark horse. I do think it's going to be a huge night for everything, everywhere, all at once. I think it is going to win Best Picture. I think it's going to win Best Actress. I think Kate Blanchett was going to win Best Actress, but Michelle Yeoh seems to be running the table. She has won the Best Actress at the Golden Globes, at the BAFTAs, Screen Actors Guild. I think she's going to win. I think that movie's going to walk away with six, seven Oscars. <laughs> I could talk movies with you all day, but let's move on to a local story, this one about cops. George, you just did a story about interim chief Ron Weiniger saying he wants to add 129 new officers to BPD. I guess the big surprise for me was I didn't see this story anywhere else. Now, you know, we could talk about media all day, but how is this not a huge story? 
So in a strategic planning session last week, the interim chief stood before council and he said, well, based on our growth, et cetera, I need 129 more cops. Hello? My jaw hit the floor. 129 more cops. Now, currently, we've got 333. That would bring us to 462. Again, he wants this over the next five years. That's a lot of officers. The thing that surprised me most with his presentation was how it lacked any detail. Council members were asking, okay, based on what? Other than population, based on what? And he really fumbled with the answer. So I think if you are trying to sell the public, let alone the city council, on getting this many more cops, there's a way to say what you want or what we need. I don't think people disagree with protection and law enforcement. I think where we begin to split, though, is what type of law enforcement? How many of these people, for instance, will be licensed social workers? How many of these people will, uh, it'll be required that they speak three, four languages? Um, you know, that is how you get the public to, to say, oh, okay, this is an evolution of law enforcement. Because this has become, if not the, it's certainly one of the most polarizing issues of Boise in most major cities, is law enforcement and how we police uh, folks. And to just say, oh, I need more police, it's like, okay, well, first of all, as you probably know, Emma, the police budget is the biggest piece of the city's budget, police and fire. Uh, the, you know, the salaries and, the, and the, uh, the benefits that go to all of these officers and firefighters. So when you're asking for this many more officers, that's a, it's millions of dollars. Yeah. You know, and then the, what's the infrastructure? Uh, going to be like as far as vehicles and do we need more substations and things like that. So I get really frustrated when we uh, get angry at one another and people say, well, you don't support the police or, or it's like, oh, I hate the police. Right. And that, you know, these polar opposites, it's like, no, I think most of us are somewhere in the middle, but if we don't evolve as a society, you know, tell me what these officers are going to be doing. What's different? What what standards are you basing this on? Yeah, I listening to your story, I thought this request is kind of coming at an interesting time for BPD, yeah. right? Like you've got drama with Chief Lee, an investigation into a former captain with like racist beliefs. And then there's, yeah. you know, this whole mess with the Office of Police Oversight. Also, uh, you know, shooting this week, like lots of stuff happening. And so it kind of makes me feel like when, like when my kid is grounded, if they were like, oh, can I have a party? <laughs> it's like, you're already, <laughs> we're already scrutinizing you. You're already in trouble. Uh, and now you're asking for more. Yeah, because you can get painted as anti-cop real fast, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you start questioning this. But, you know, what are, what are the outcomes? What are the expected outcomes with this? Just based on, well, we have more people. Okay, that's fine. Then where does this number, is this just a basic number based on population? Uh, are you shifting priorities? What are your priorities for the next five to 10 years? Because our culture changes every day too. I think it's really interesting that this is an election year. This is a big election year in the city of Boise. And Mayor McLean has just announced that she's running for re-election. Well, one of the possible opponents that she will run against is former police chief Mike Masterson, who is retired now 
and he has been asked by a number of people to possibly float his candidacy. And in December, he wrote an op-ed for the Idaho Statesman ripping the mayor and how she approached this in, uh, investigation into police, etc. Now, Mike Masterson, I've known for a number of years. I think it's fair to say that he is left of center, and I think he would also be considered a progressive. So imagine that, a progressive police officer, a progressive cop running against an incumbent mayor. I could see that contest. That would be mm -hmm. interesting because yeah, all of a sudden, the number one, the number one issue on the ballot is police and public safety. Mm, yeah. And such a divisive thing, like you're saying. Well, speaking of cops, uh, <laughs> I want to ask you about this story. Again, that's something I haven't really seen a whole lot about. I think I've seen one article about a Boise officer asking the driver of a mobile billboard truck with messaging supporting abortion rights to leave the city. Have you seen much about that? What do you, what do you think? So it's a nonprofit organization by the name of Mayday Health. And by the way, it's not the first time they've come to Boise. These are specialized trucks that have electronic billboards on both sides, and they can be customized with whatever message you want. And in this particular case, Mayday Health had uh, messages that said abortion bills uh, delivered to your door. And, uh, you know, just log into Mayday Health, and it even has a large QR code if somebody wanted to take a picture of it. So this particular truck, if you will, this mobile billboard, was rolling around Boise a week ago Thursday. And according to the city, I called the city, and according to the city, um, they had a complaint about this. Um, so the city was obliged to follow up on it. Now it was code enforcement, which wasn't, which isn't really police. It's code enforcement. Um, found this vehicle near Boise State, and basically asked the folks to move on. In other words, leave town, because the city of Boise does have a code that does not allow mobile billboards. Yes, there are trucks that roll across the city every day with signage, right, of, of companies. Um, but um, the code says that if it is a truck of the company that where employees are going to a job or coming from a job, in other words, it is, it's owned by that company and it's, it's, it's a, a tool of that company, if you will, that's perfectly okay. Mobile billboards aren't okay. So here's the city basically saying, we need to, to leave, but obviously some criticism of, well, are you saying that, are you against uh, reproductive rights? Are you against this message? So the spokeswoman for the mayor's office said, no, it was a code enforcement issue. Now, here is that issue again. I don't think anyone would accuse Mayor Lauren McLean of being a Republican or being a, a conservative. Why would you not come out and make a statement saying, you know, being very clear about this? Yes, this was code enforcement, but we support reproductive rights, et cetera. The people who dislike Mayor McLean and what she believes, et cetera, are never going to like her, are never going to vote for her. So why would you not own what you believe? So if indeed it was code enforcement, I think it behooves you to fully explain that. And then here is an opportunity for you to say that no matter what the message is, you know, healthcare for women, reproductive rights are ultimately important. Far be it from me to give anyone advice, but 
you know, there's more confusion in the story than anything because, you know, the story is, is about, oh my gosh, you know, it's certainly legal to have abortion pills mailed to you. And it's certainly illegal for anyone to open your mail. Um, but in this particular it, uh, case, it was a code enforcement issue. And so the city is in this really awkward position. It was also unfortunate since, you know, May Day pretty immediately came out and said, this is the only city that this has happened in. This is the only city, you know, uh, and they're in some pretty conservative places too, just like Idaho. But uh, this is, Boise is the only city that kicked him out. I also thought that was an opportunity for, you know, the mayor, the mayor's office to be like, hey, this doesn't represent Boise. This is a code thing. This is not because Boise, you know, I totally agree with you on that. That's a very, that's a good point. And what's ironic is that uh, they went to Meridian, which you would certainly consider much more conservative, but probably doesn't have that code on the books. Yeah. So yeah, I saw that it went to Meridian. Was yeah. like, that's kind of funny, actually. Yeah, I kind of yeah. like that. <laughs> we should say Idaho. The Idaho statesman did write a story about it, and we will link to that in the show notes if people are curious about the details. Um, well, let's talk about uh, what's happening Sunday. It is daylight savings time again. We are going to spring forward. So we lose, right? We lose. I, you know what? I, I'll never know. <laughs> we spring forward, so... So, yeah, we lose. We lose if we spring forward. We lose an hour. Okay. I'm so not a fan of this, not just of this weekend, but just this nonsense. And what really bothers me, it bothers me more in the fall. Yeah. Um, with kids going to school in the dark. There's just way too many opportunity for people to be hit by cars. Now we could talk all day about uh, recent instances of people of all ages that have been hit by vehicles. This is nonsense. This is absolute nonsense. Why would we just not live with the planet, <laughs> right? Just, <laughs> like, just like leave the clock alone. And they've proven, like said over and over, it's bad for your health. It's bad for your emotional state. It's actually just like, it's really hard on kids, you know, to shift their schedule around. And I don't know about you, but it always hits me on day two or three. Yeah. I just like, you know, the Sunday is like, oh, well, you know, okay, I'm late for breakfast, whatever. Then the Monday is awful. The Tuesday is awful. And I'm just kind of off balance for some time. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I think everybody hates it. And it's weird because I feel like, we all agree nobody wants to do it. Uh, Arizona already was like, I'm out. You guys do your thing. I'm not doing daylight yeah. savings time. And when I lived in Arizona for a while, I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. Like, yeah. it's dark. <laughs> Would you favor just getting rid of it yep. entirely? The word is, is that Congress is seriously considering getting rid of it. So the Idaho legislature passed legislation, what, two years ago, saying that, well, if Washington changes or if Utah or Montana changes, we'll automatically change. If the, it, you know, it's like, why would you wait Just for them? <laughs> and Idaho is insane as it is. We have two time zones in one state. It's crazy here. So yes. And I remember doing a story on this last fall. It's like, yeah, they, they pulled most of the people in Congress and they said, absolutely, we need to get rid of it. Who what lobbying force is keeping this in place? You know, who is this favoring? You know, get rid of this. Big coffee. I'm telling you, it's big coffee. It's uh, Starbucks' <laughs> lobbying to keep us all. That's it. Big coffee. <laughs> I love it. Big coffee. Just like big pharma. I love it. Well, George, thank you so much for talking movies and cops and a little of everything else with me. It's so good to see you. And I can't wait to have you back on. Thanks so much, Emma. And have a great weekend. 
that's all for today here on CityCast Boise. The show is produced by Frankie Barnhill, Evelyn Avitia, and me, Emma Arnold. Blake Hunter writes our Hey Boise newsletter, and our music is by Up Is The Down Is The. If you enjoyed our show today, leave us a review. It helps other people find us. We'll be back Monday with more stories from around the city. Bye.